The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music! So let's get talking. Hello, hello. I'm Laura Theodore, and welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I'm sending good wishes to you and your loved ones for a healthy, happy, and peaceful new year. And I hope that this podcast today will inspire you, inform you, and yes, even entertain you. Because today I'm welcoming the talented Hannah Kaminsky to this program. We're talking about her fabulous book, The Student Vegan Cookbook, 85 Incredible Plant-Based Recipes That Are Cheap, Fast, Easy, and Super Healthy. Oh boy, we all need that in the new year, don't we? Yes, this book is brimming with super delicious vegan recipes that anyone can prepare. So let's get on with the show. It is now my great pleasure to welcome Hannah Kaminsky, who is author of eight fabulous plant-based cookbooks, including Real Food Really Fast, Sweet Vegan Treats, The Student Vegan Cookbook, and creator of the award-winning blog, bittersweetblog.com. As both a writer and photographer, Hannah contributes regularly to Veg News Magazine, The Vegetarian Journal, and more. And she now lives in Austin, Texas, creating mouth-watering foods, photos, and stories from morning to night. And we are talking about her fabulous student vegan cookbook. And I'd like to welcome her to the program right now. How are you today, Hannah? I'm doing great. And thank you so much for having me. I am so glad you're here today. And I know I've written you like a zillion emails telling you how much I love this book. It's innovative. It's fun. Uh, I love the design. But I really love how easy 
And, well, cheap the recipes are. And it's really for more than students, don't you think? It's for kind of for everybody who's looking for really delicious and expensive and easy vegan recipes. Absolutely. And that's what I was thinking about when I was writing recipes, because it's developed through the lens of what would a college kid or just a student have access to or want to eat. But then that applies to pretty much everyone. I want it to be just simple recipes that are affordable accessible and crowd-pleasing. And they really are. I just, once again, I love the recipes. I want everybody uh, after the program to, today to make certain to go to jazzyvegetarian.com because I did a wonderful blog uh, with three of the fabulous recipes from the book, and you're going to want to check those out. And, of course, you're going to want to visit Hannah on her website after this program today. That's bittersweetblog.com. Hannah posts incredible photos and ideas, and she's just an incredible photographer, an incredible recipe developer, which is what we're talking about today. Did this have something to do with your actual challenges and experiences with food as a young vegan when you went to college? Absolutely. So thank goodness. It's like a different world out there now. It's not that long ago that I went to college, but just in the past five years, there are so many new products on the market. Cafeterias are so much more vegan friendly. It's just a mainstream thing. People know when you say vegan, what that means. But when I went to college, the options were so limited. I was stuck on a dining plan where I could basically get nothing. I would go to the cafeteria and just stock up on raw vegetables from the salad bar. And, you know, all I could get at the co-op was tubs of hummus. And I I didn't even have a kitchen. I was on campus in two colleges, and I didn't have a kitchen in one of them. So I had to have an illegal hot plate, and that's all I was working with. So bare bones. Absolutely. And, you know, it's incredible because I just thought about this. It reminds me about the same time you were in college, I was headlining on cruise ships uh, quite a few years ago. And I had Mm. the same problem. I would go and I'd be stuck on this cruise ship and there was nothing for me to eat. Same thing, like the raw vegetables Mm. from the, you know, the, the salad bar and there wasn't even hummus then. There was no tofu. There was, I mean, it was just, it was so frustrating. And I had to sneak this little oh, thing that made soup into my room. Of course, you couldn't have a hot plate. Mm-hmm. So I love what you've done in this book because what you've done in this book, you could pretty much use in almost every application, wherever you are. And it's, it's really, really fantastic. So what I loved are your pantry raid staples. You had a whole bunch of them. And what are three of your top pantry raid staples in this book? Okay, so if I could only have three things at all times, absolutely. First one is flour. And I know that sounds kind of weird just from the standpoint of what am I going to eat that's just flour. And I'm not talking about baking. You don't need an oven for any of these recipes. But one of the recipes that I made most often was pancakes, actually. Because I always had flour, and you can make pancakes out of flour, baking powder, and water, period. And just there are endless variations. I have in there my pancakes for one recipe. The formula is my go-to, and you can dress that up in so many different ways. And you could also make just flatbreads on the savory side. So flour and water and yeast. And I love that for dipping in hummus, anything. The second would be oats, because to this day, my, my breakfast every single day, every morning for like the past two decades, oatmeal. So simple. Doesn't need refrigerating. 
always filling, always healthy. And again, you can dress it up or down, sweet or savory. It's so versatile. And then the third would be canned chickpeas. And I would like to say dried chickpeas because obviously you get more for your money, but not everyone has the time or inclination to cook them from dried. So a can is really worth it. I agree. And, you know, I agree with those. And it's interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little something to that with the oats. I don't know if I've mm-hmm. told you this story before, but when I was first a jazz singer in New York, I used to, you know, wake up, uh, you know, work really, really late. I'd wake up in the morning. So one, I think it was Sunday morning, I woke up and I really, really wanted pancakes. And all I had was oats. So I took the oats, I put them in a blender, and I used them as the flour, and I made pancakes on yes. that. So that's, uh, that's a little jazzy tip we're going to add to that. But I love those three choices. And the chickpeas, of course, of course, you've got to have them around. Great There's protein. so many different things. Yes, so many. Now, what are all the different things you like to suggest doing with uh, chickpeas, canned chickpeas? So that's really great. I would often do a really quick salad. I mean, toss chickpeas with any vegetable, any leafy green, done. Put it in a soup, put it in a curry. My basic, like, I don't know what to make. There's nothing in the fridge. So ideal meal is a curry. Any vegetable, any bean or protein, throw it in a pot, add curry powder or curry sauce. It's done. It's delicious. Every time. I love it. Now, When you're in a dorm room or you're in somewhere that's a small space, you've got to have some kind of cooking supplies. So just share a few of those essentials with us, if you would, please. Yeah, my essentials are really the same as I would say for anyone in any kitchen. First of all, being a knife and a cutting board. You got to break down the food somehow. And it really pays to have a quality knife. Um, It's a good investment that will last you well into the future. I still have all of my earliest knives. You need a safe cutting board surface. You can get a cutting board at the dollar store. I mean, these aren't really crazy things we're talking about here. And then for cooking, if you can have a hot plate, that's always preferable. Uh, If not, I have a lot of these modified so that you can also make them in the microwave. But if you can have a hot plate, then I would say to go on top of that, Absolutely a large saucepan. If you have one pot in the kitchen, a saucepan you can use to saute. You can also use it to make soups and boil pasta. And those are like the staples of my diet. I love it. It's really, really true. I think you talked a little bit in the book, if I'm correct, about sometimes you might have to go down to the uh, general cooking area to use the microwave or something like that. Am I remembering that Mm -hmm. properly? Yeah, because it depends on the layout for your dorm, but there are a lot of places where there's a communal kitchen that you share. So definitely maximize your space and your time there. Now, it was interesting to me also that you actually included in this book how to use a recipe. And at first I thought, well, why did she include that? And then I realized, you know, I will get emails quite often saying, well, I made your recipe, but I use this ingredient instead, and I did that ingredient instead, and I cooked it in a different mm-hmm. temperature, this and this and that. And, and I realized, well, gosh, that's why the recipe did not come out as it was written or as it was, you know, expected to come out. And so then I thought about it. I said, oh, wow, this is really a good thing to have in this book. So please share your expert simple tips on how to actually use a recipe. Yeah, I mean, we're going back to school, so I wanted this to be sort of educational. 
And I feel like a lot of people just don't know how to read or use a recipe. It's not something that we're taught. So basics is just read through it, beginning to end. Know what is going to happen and what is expected so you can pace yourself and time it out. If you realize it needs to chill overnight or needs to sit for 10 minutes and you want to eat it right now, you need to know that. You got to be prepared. And being prepared also means having all your ingredients out and prepped as the recipe specifies. So if it says diced potatoes, you want them already diced when you start cooking. And before you make those changes, everyone's saying, like, I changed this and this and this, and why didn't it work? Always at least make it through the recipe as you're in once before you change it. So you know how it should be. And then once you get used to cooking and used to the way that this recipe flows, then you can start making substitutions and simple swaps, like a different type of bean for the chickpeas. You can use black beans. You can use pinto beans. That's all one-for-one simple things. I agree completely, and those are really, really great tips. And we are speaking today with the one, the only, the fabulous Hannah Kaminsky, and she is author of the Student Vegan Cookbook, 85 Incredible Plant-Based Recipes That Are Cheap, Fast, Easy, and Super super healthy and of course you can visit hannah at bittersweetblog.com and you can purchase the book wherever fine books are sold another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, you did talk in this book about one of my very, 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 very favorite ingredients, and that is tahini. And let's mm. talk tahini. Sure. So I also love tahini. And I think it's a great alternative, particularly to peanut butter which could be off limits due to peanut allergies, and especially in a school setting. So it is very low allergen. It is a seed, but most people who are allergic to peanuts can have seeds. So that's a nice workaround. And you could substitute it anywhere that peanut butter is called for. I mean, tahini on toast is great. Tahini peanut noodles, it's great. And pretty much sweet or savory, again, it's super versatile. Also, it's shelf-stable, so you don't need to refrigerate it. And it's a good source of healthy fats without any added oil. I also love it just as is. It's an instant dressing or sauce. And you can put that on salads or baked potatoes, use it for dipping vegetables or crackers. It's a great go-to staple. I I agree 100%. I add it to my smoothie every day. It makes it extra thick, Mm. adds that nutrition. So, so, so yummy. And also lately what I've been doing. Yeah, thank you. And and also what I've been doing lately is I have been using half uh, vegan butter and half tahini in my cookies and some of my Ooh, baked I like that. recipes. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it was pretty cool because I made some cookies a while back and I snuck in the tahini. I think I used it completely. I used tahini and bananas in place of the vegan butter. And when I served it to my husband, he said, oh, peanut butter. It even had like a little, almost like a nutty taste. So I agree mm. with you about using tahini, particularly if you can have seeds and you can't have nuts. You want to add that nutty taste. You want to get the nutrition. Tahini, which, of course, 
is uh, sesame seeds. It's really sesame butter. Sometimes I wish that's what they would call it because I think people True. hear tahini and they, yeah, they say, oh, that sounds funny. It's just peanut butter, hazelnut butter, cashew butter, almond butter, sesame seed butter. It's, it's the same thing. For nutrition, it's also a really good source of calcium, which I, that a lot of people don't realize. Yes, yes, absolutely, as sesame seeds are. I wouldn't want to finish up this interview without talking about some of your shortcuts. Like, well, just a basic. How can we quickly bake a potato? Yeah, and again, this is just a staple. I had so many baked potatoes when I was younger and still do to this day. I mean, a baked potato, a sauce, a protein, it's a meal, and it's always super comforting. So the quickest way to bake potato is in the microwave. You just pierce it a few times with a fork, pop it in the microwave, five to ten minutes, you can eat it. Done. In the oven, it would take an hour or more. It's really, really true. Now, let's say you go to the farm market or you go to the supermarket and you get some really, really fresh greens. And then you come home and you say, oh, my gosh, they're filled with dirt and sand. That could be a little overwhelming, and I love that you have a wonderful way how to clean fresh greens. Yeah, so this was the bane of my existence because I would be so lazy. I would just try to, like, pretend it wasn't dirty, and then I would end up chewing all this grit, and it was horrible. So you don't want to skip that step. And what I found was easiest is you just give it a bath. So you fill up the sink or a big bucket with water, swish it around, and drain it out. And then ideally you would have a salad spinner to get off all the extra water, but you could also pat it dry with paper towels or, you know, reusable kitchen towels. No big deal. And last but not least, I'd love it if you would share your really easy, really quick vinaigrette recipe with us today. Absolutely. Okay. It just, it astounds me, the dressings that are sold in the grocery store that seem like they should be so simple, but they have a thousand different ingredients that you've never heard of, you can make a vinaigrette out of pretty much anything in a minute. A vinaigrette is just a mixture of an acid and an oil. Um, Add herbs and spices for flavor, but just start with like red wine vinegar, balsamic vinegar, lemon juice, lime juice, anything to have. And then start whisking in oil until it is, you know, slightly thickened and it tastes good. That's all it takes. I mean, you don't need to measure anything. Absolutely true. Well, this book is fantastic. Once again, everyone, The Student Vegan Cookbook, 85 Incredible Plant-Based Recipes That Are Cheap, Fast, Easy, and Super Healthy, written and uh, recipes created by the incredible, the fabulous Hannah Kaminsky of the Bittersweet Blog. That's bittersweetblog.com, bittersweetblog.com. Hannah, I can't thank you enough for your dedication, your talents. You're just a brilliant person all the way around. Of course, everybody loves your photographs. Everybody loves your recipes. And I, I can't thank you enough for being here today. And I look forward to doing it again. And good luck on the book. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. I always love speaking with you, and it's truly an honor. And I hope to talk with you soon because my next cookbook is already on the way, believe it or not, number nine. Oh, wow. You have a title for that yet? Yes, that will be called The Everyday Vegan Cheat Sheet. So that is Ah. Sheet Pan Meals. I love it. I love it. Cheat Sheet. Ah, That's just for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Hannah. I I look forward to speaking with you again when the new book comes out and have a beautiful day. 
Likewise. Take care. Well, that's the talented Hannah Kaminsky, and I want to thank her so much for being on this program today. You can learn more about Hannah after the program today at bittersweetblog.com. That's bittersweetblog.com. The name of the book is The Student Vegan Cookbook. Thank you so much, Hannah. It's time for the news. The news this week. Laura's news. Well, in jazzy news this week, my new book is almost here, Easy Vegan Home Cooking. Boy, this has been a long one in the making, and it's going to be released on February 8th. All of the mouth-watering recipes in this book are vegan and gluten-free. You've all been asking for vegan and gluten-free recipes, so I am delivering with this fantastic book. And it's perfect for any day of the week, and the recipes require only eight ingredients or fewer, non-inclusive of water, salt, black pepper, and olive oil. But all the recipes are designed to please vegans, vegetarians, and omnivores alike, adults and kiddos alike. The perfect book for everyone. You can learn more and order a copy signed by yours truly at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And this is so, so, so exciting. This is something else that many of you have been asking for. Season 9 of Jazzy Vegetarian on public television continues to air all across the nation on the Create Channel every Sunday and every Monday. So you're going to want to check your local listings. And if you live in the broadcast area, do tune in to Season and nine, learn how to cook easy plant-based meals for the entire family in your own home kitchen. And yes, folks, every recipe this season is vegan, of course, but it's also entirely gluten-free. So you can learn more at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. Well, I know you've been waiting for it. Yes, it's time. It's time for my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious, my recipe of the week. Well, this is the perfect wintertime recipe, my root veggie and lentil trio stew. This is a satisfying combo of some of my favorite root vegetables, and they're combined with a lively lentil trio. Makes a really tummy-warming, hearty, and filling stew for those cold winter evenings. You can serve it with warm, crusty bread or a green salad on the side or Really, if you just want to serve it on its own, it makes a wonderful, delicious, and satisfying meal. And this recipe makes six servings. You're going to start off with one and a half cups of a lentil trio blend. And if you can't find that in your supermarket, you can also use your favorite lentil variety like red lentils or brown or green lentils. And then, of course, you're going to pick over them. You're going to rinse them well. Then you want four medium carrots, thickly sliced, Four medium russet potatoes, peeled and cubed. Two large sweet potatoes, peeled and cubed. One can, about 26 to 28 ounces, of diced fire-roasted tomatoes with juice. Six cups of water. One medium clove of garlic, minced. One large vegan bouillon cube, crumbled. One teaspoon of tamari. Two teaspoons of extra virgin olive oil. 
and a half to one teaspoon of garam masala. That really gives this stew an absolutely fabulous taste. And if you like the garam masala, you can even use two teaspoons if you want to in this recipe. Then a little bit of sea salt to taste and freshly ground black pepper to taste. All you need to do is put all the ingredients in a large soup pot, stir it all up to combine, cover, bring it to a simmer over medium heat, decrease your heat to medium-low, cover and cook, stirring occasionally for 35 to 45 minutes or until the root vegetables and the lentils are all nice and soft and, oh, it becomes a nice, thick, rich, hearty, delicious stew. Give it a little taste, season with salt and pepper, serve it hot. That's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You can find this recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And you're going to find it under Season 6 Recipes, Show 605. That's Season 6 Recipes, Show 605. And by the way, if you can't find fire-roasted diced tomatoes, no worries. You can just use the regular diced tomatoes with this recipe. So that's a great jazzy tip. I'm excited to announce the music for today. It's from my CD with the late, great master guitarist, Joe Beck. The name of the CD is Golden Earrings. It's a great CD. I hope perhaps you'll pick up a copy for your music library. You can, of course, get that at jazzyvegetarian.com. But this is a fantastic one. It's called I Can't Believe You're In Love With Me. Laura Theodore, that's me, and the great late Joe Beck. Too. I never knew what they could do I can't believe that you're in love with me You're telling everyone I know I'm on your mind each place you go I can't believe that you're in love with me I have always placed you far above me I can't believe that you're in love with me 
from our CD, Golden Earrings. Uh, Great CD. I hope you might uh, check into it a little bit. And boy, this has gone by so quickly. I'm always so honored when you choose this podcast to listen to. So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. The Jazzy Vegetarian. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.